0: And we're live here on Facebook, and uh, if you're listening to us on our podcast, welcome to the podcast. Um, man, what a week of sports, Rich!
1: Yeah, w- what a week of sports. Baseball, being the baseball playoffs, were back. I, um, I, I, I think that the a three-game series for wild cards having this many teams, was a good idea rather than having just a one-and-done. Um. But as a Cubs fan, it was kind of a disappointing week.
0: Yep. Um, But more on that later. Yeah. So headlines this week, uh, NFL and COVID. Uh, The bubble starts to pop. Rich, what do you got for the week? Uh, We're going to be going into the
1: NASCAR corner to uh, recap the South Point Casino 400 down in from Las Vegas. And then preview the Yellowwood 500 at talladega which is this week's race and then we're going to go ahead and end the show by looking at the mlb playoffs giving our final feelings on the cubs as they were eliminated this week and um maybe giving you winners for the now the divisional round yeah now that those matchups are set and i think those will actually be completed before we go on air next saturday as well yeah i think
0: so the way that they're doing back-to-back days so uh that plus uh you know poll questions and yeah what's going on there um so yeah stay tuned for that and uh i think that means time to roll the intro broadcasting live from podcast with your host mike and rich okay and we're back um so man rich what a week in sports um yeah were you man um so before we get into the show show how's your week
1: you know it 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 hasn't been that bad was wasn't too bad um It would have been the better if the, if the Cubs had won, it was, um, I was working during most of their series since, uh, the scheduling gods at MLB decided to give them
0: day games. Hey, I'm okay with day games. It makes it feel like, you know, real baseball again.
1: Yeah. So I I was working during those hours. So I had the game on the radio, um, loud enough that I could hear it, but not loud enough that would, that it would come across in any of my, uh, Phone calls. Yep. That I take as a customer service representative. Yep. Uh, for the company, and, uh, and then after the after the, my shift ended, um, I went down and watched ABC. Watched it on ABC. So it was nice that the ESPN family of networks also included ABC. Yeah. As well. So it was nice to see that on broadcast television, not stuck on one of the ESPN cable channels. But not not a bad week. Not a bad week at all.
0: Yeah, um... How was yours, Mike? You know, looking for a job, doing that type of stuff. Same old, same old. Um, we'll see. Not really a lot for me to cover, because not having a job and stuff right now, which kind of sucks, but it's okay. Using that time, going to start doing some uh, classes next week.
1: Okay. You did get a new microphone, though, I Mike. I
0: did. We were supposed to have a guest in studio. Uh, past, Excuse me, Pastor David Hovinga uh, was going to join us. Um... Some family things came up And so he is taking care of stuff That he needs to take care of um, We pray that they uh, They take care of themselves And they, they do what they need to do uh, He's hoping to try to make it on next week We'll see um, He he wants to, to, to do a preview Of Big Ten football Because that starts like next week Or in two weeks So maybe we'll Maybe we'll have to look into that. That's not a bad idea. A lot of our viewership would enjoy some uh some big ten talk as well. Um as we uh as we get into that type of that part of the season. Okay. Um but poll question, Rich. You got it up? I do. Okay. I, so our
1: So our poll question was crowd noised, yay, nay. And I gave an indifferent option as well, since the new um, way we post post polls does include a third to where we can do multiple options. Yeah. Um, How do so you vote? Me, you know, I kind of voted indifferent. I think okay. there needed to be some sort of white noise or or noise needed to be. Some, there needed to be something in the stadiums to kind of tone down or kind of over to um eliminate maybe some of the chatter that goes around in between dugouts that's not safe for tv or yeah and those other things but with with the mlb crowd noise it was a little hokey because they were using the noise that the video game mlb the show uses and not actual crowd noise which is what the nfl is using
0: right um I thought some of the stadiums were using some of the crowd noise at the stadium or like that, but either way, no big deal. I agree. The need for it is there because of the language issues that would arise due to, uh, due to the, uh, the language being used on the field and or, uh, between benches. Um, but the big problem, uh, that I have with it, uh, it, does it, does it, do you think, and this is where pastor david was was with it uh he mm-hmm. felt like it's it's uh more theater almost political theater if you will to uh pipe in the fake noise to make it kind of feel more quote unquote normal um but my biggest problem is the n b a or the the n f l is doing it in a way that they capped the maximum db allowed by the teams. And this is where I have a problem with it. If you're going to be if you're going to be allowed to do that and you're max out as I think it's 75 db if I remember reading that correctly. Um,
1: um I had I had read it in a a story to where they are there where they are allowing the teams to have um, to kind of crank up the noise a little bit more to where oh good, but but, it's... but but I agree. I think that if your team has a history of having louder crowd noise, like the dome teams, like Minnesota, New Orleans, or Kansas City, or or Seattle, you should be able to have a lower a louder crowd noise level. Should be allowed to be to be done in key situations. And that's one thing that kind of came up that um, Chris Collinsworth pointed out in the Packers Saints game, mm-hmm. is that with Aaron Rodgers being a master of the hard count, is that more than likely those penalties that were that uh, Aaron Rodgers was getting for false starts or, you know, like false starts or, or offsides were happening, were happening would not be would not be as effective if the if there was if there was fans in the crowd because that dome would be a lot a lot louder in the team and he'd be forced to use a silent count
0: yeah and that's instead the, of a hard count and that's the big thing that i think the problem is is that um yeah i mean imagine seattle could mm-hmm. he could he go into seattle and get those hard counts to work no in a normal with fans in the stands
1: sell crowd There's no way you would be using a silent count the entire game. And that was the point he was making with playing the game down in New Orleans in the Superdome.
0: Yeah, those fans are crazy. So it's not going to work. That doesn't work everywhere. It only works when you're talking about uh, places like that uh, or places that are quieter or home where you where the crowd. I mean, the the crowds up in uh, up in Green Bay if he tells them to quiet down you can hear a a mouse fart in the upper deck why mm-hmm. because they cuz they love their team more I, mean, I would say green bay fans are more passionate than most fans out there yes we have the 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 bear fanatics and all that stuff but the the green bay fans are nuts and as such they have a tendency to uh to be a little bit more um, passionate and, and listen and, and they get quiet when at the time comes. Yeah. So how'd the poll question do though? Um, I voted. No, I don't like it. I personally, I would prefer to hear the uh, banter back and forth between the uh, two, but that's just me.
1: Yeah. Uh, indifferent had five votes, which is where I went. Uh, nay, nay or no had three votes and, we got one. We kind of got three votes for yay. Uh, two came in as comments um, from um, an old friend in the military, Dwayne Redding, and my uncle Bill, along with my dad, who voted on the poll, said yay. Okay. Uh, but we did have a comment, so uh, we have a shout out to give on this week's poll question to our to our old friend from Passion Church, Bernie Talkins. Yeah. Who said, "As I have a basic MLB subscription, or not MLB TV." since I'm basically just listening to the game, I can almost forget that there's no one in the stands. But when I watch the video clips of the players and the game highlights and hear the crowd when they're, when the place is empty, it just sounds
0: kind of hokey. Yeah. I Bernie that Bernie Calkins for the win on that one. (laughs) I totally agree. I, I, there have been times where, where, uh, because we have the, the MLB subscription that, that we use, um, I, I will sit and listen, and it's it just feels like a normal game. Now, the difference is, uh, if you ever, and, and Washington, apparently the Nationals, when I listened to a game with the Nationals and the Yankees, I think it was the only game on while we were driving somewhere, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to, li- like, it was opening weekend of baseball, and I just wanted to listen to baseball. They did not play the crowd noise so you could liter- legitimately hear the whistle of the ball as it came down the pike you could hear you could hear things that you normally didn't hear and that was nice um, you didn't surprisingly you did not get as much uh, chatter as you thought as you would think you would but that was that was fun but yes i agree the listening to it on the app uh listening to Pat or just through the
1: radio in, in yeah. general.
0: Or listening to Pat and Ron on the app, just rant, just doing their thing. Um you you would have a hard time to tell me that they weren't uh that they weren't in, in a full stadium. Mm. Which is kinda nice.
1: Okay. Uh so our so next week's poll, uh we're still kind of workshopping an idea of what to do for a long term poll question. So next week's poll is the MLB kind of put in some new rules or funky rules for this unique COVID shortened season, which included the runner on second base to start the extra innings, seven inning double headers, or expanded playoffs. Those were the three major, major new rules that they have not come out and said will be permanent rule changes. Yeah. So we're, we're going to make that our poll question this year. If one of those rules had to become permanent, which one would you both be in favor of? Yeah. So we'll get that poll question up after the show. So Mike, yeah. are you ready to go to the gridiron as we're going to come back and probably spend a lot of time talking about the MLB playoffs and uh, our final thoughts on the Cubs. So we're going to save that toward the end of the show so we can kind of adjust how much time we give to them. So we're going to go
0: to the NFL Mike. You ready? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so this week in the nfl uh rich uh how did we do in our tournament in our uh, in you and mine's pickums okay so our upset picks
1: um i got a tie as the Bengals and the eagles tied and you did not get your upset pick as the vikings lost to the titans 31 to 30
0: yeah that's was, was a close
1: game but you technically did not get the win as yeah. did neither did i uh, so that takes my record to 1-1-1. One, one, and, one. and, Mike, you're 0-3 on upsets.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, over on the lock side, I did not get my lock as the Lions upset the Cardinals 26-23. to Mike, you got your lock as the Colts easily beat the Jets 36-7, to uh, bringing your record to 3-0. and And I am 1-2 on the lock. Yep. And then Thursday night football last week, uh, last night was two nights ago was uh 34 to 27 broncos over the jets
0: and Um, we are are you sure it's not 30 37 to 28
1: uh okay that probably is right i probably put the score wrong
0: yeah it's 37 to 28
1: okay thanks for the assist on that one mike so uh the bringing our record to three and one on thursday night football
0: yeah uh this next week's game is going to be an
1: exciting one for us yeah, so, so Mike, before we get to week four, let's kind of touch base on the news that came out of the NFL this week is that the NFL had its first COVID outbreak. Yeah. As I think the Titans are now up to, I think it's eight players, eight player, a combination of players and staff members that have that have come down with COVID. The NFL, I think, acted swiftly and said that, nope, they're not going to play on Sunday. They kind of held out hope that maybe they could reschedule the game to a Monday or Tuesday night. Uh, but I believe it was yesterday they decided that they were going to in turn reschedule the matchup to week eight, and then kind of move around the bye weeks as needed to uh, to get the Steelers and Titans yeah. to have a full sixteen game season. Yeah,
0: yeah a sixteen game season. Yep, and uh, the Vikings who played them Sunday uh, also came in and they were gonna they had suspended operations they've had zero positive tests and as of yesterday uh the nfl said that they are allowed to play so yeah and and here's another piece of breaking
1: news we don't don't normally get to do breaking news too much on this show but cam newton has tested positive that has been ruled out for the chiefs for the chiefs game the chiefs patriots marquee matchup this week
0: wow that is big breaking news um man so that's a lot to unpack. And a yeah. uh, lot so, to deal so with. Was it
1: the right thing to do? Did the NFL do the right thing yes. in saying that canceling the game, move it to a bye week? That's what the bye weeks are for. Yep. Um but wasn't it what 2 years ago there was the issues with the hurricane in week 1 which yep caused the Dolphins week 1 game to be to be canceled. So what they did is they so they had to play 16 straight weeks as so week 1 was their bye week yeah and that also affected i think the other team involved in that matchup as well so it's not unusual for the nfl to use the bye week to their advantage and kind of move that around um it hurts me for fantasy football as i know in one league that we're playing in together mike i have both derrick henry and james Conner. yep so uh that's going to hurt me this week but i think in the long run i'll benefit as i don't have to now uh, i won't be in a as much of a pinch in week seven and eight when those teams were originally supposed to have buys.
0: Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. So first things first, I thought they had moved to the inst- – they had they had gotten instant read, like five-minute tests for all of their stadiums.
1: They, they had, but they said in an agreement with the Players Association they do not test on game day. That's a terrible...
0: That is a terrible policy.
1: That's what I... thought NFL,
0: you you done screwed up. You done screwed up. That's the most important day to play. Because the way you prevent an outbreak is to test the day of so that you know what players should and should not play. Now, I understand that screws up your gambling. And gambling right now is the biggest thing that the NFL is dealing with. But honestly... For you not to test on game day, that's how you get an outbreak throughout the entirety of your of your league. Because okay. when because it would have been better, I mean potentially better contained if the Titans test day of we have people that have COVID, we will stop. We're not playing this game. That sucks for the Vikings. That sucks for the Titans. We're not playing that game. All right. so, so here's a caveat to
1: that. While, yeah. while I don't agree, um, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Mike, most teams in the NFL, what happens the day before a game? Home game or away game, most of the time they're either traveling or if they're home, they're going to the team hotel for the night. Yeah. So if they got tested Saturday night before going into the team hotel room for final game preparations... And because because I think now in the NFL, you don't have the home team staying. Even the home team goes to the team, goes to a team hotel okay. the night before the game this day. So they so they technically and if they get tested on, on the Saturday night before they check in and get get to the hotel room, that is a way that it might might have been their thinking as to why they didn't need to test on game day. I that's the only maybe, thing I can think of, but about. I don't but, buy but, it. Uh, yeah, I, I still don't think it's a bad. I just still don't think it's a good idea.
0: I don't to do buy it. it but NFL, you e- dropped the ball though, on that testing thing.
1: Yeah, but none of the Vikings have been affected. They've reported no, no, uh, no positive tests. But it can take up, up to two affected, weeks. It can it take can. up to
0: two weeks for them to start having issues and have and coming up with positive cases. So they're gonna now play, and. So Again, this is where the science kind of contradicts itself sometimes. Uh, we've been told at one point in time that someone who, who has the virus in them but isn't showing symptoms uh, doesn't um, transmit. We've been told that sometimes they can transmit. So we're not sure on that. Theoretically, they shouldn't be transmitting it. They should be okay. Mm-hmm. But if they are transmitting it, now this week when they play the Texans now we're going to infect the Texans in theory it could and then it could happen the te- and then next week again cuz we're still within that two weeks they play again and they're going to infect I don't know who they play next week uh Seattle now you have Houston and Seattle going out and infecting people this is uh this is how this is this is a scary part about it folks yeah, but at the same time, I think they knew those risks
1: when they chose to start the season on time, no delays, and not altering it one bit. Yeah. At all. And, and baseball ran the same risk, and they had... I thought that they handled it good, as you only had major outbreaks between the Marlins and the Cardinals. And the Cardinals and, are their own
0: dang fault.
1: Yeah. But, anywho, but yeah, so... So that game is off the docket this week and I I agree I think the base I think football did the same thing and I think you could see that provision being altered amongst the player the league and the players association agreement to add that you get tested on game day just to be on the safe side. Yeah. I don't know if that would result in the game automatically being canceled before so they could do additional testing or if it be that individual player doesn't play that game. He's automatically ruled out as a game day decision.
0: I think the crazier thing on that is uh, up until, was it yesterday or was it Thursday that they were trying to play that game and they were just going to have the eight guys or the, the people that tested positive be quarantined and everybody else on the team was going to be allowed to continue to travel and play.
1: I hadn't heard that much, but I believe that, but they, they almost kind of kind of spun it as we're not canceling this just because of COVID. We're doing this as a compare. For competitive fairness because the titans were not allowed to practice so you'd have a team that could only prepare virtually like doing film room and the whiteboards yeah kind of game plan and not practice at all going into traveling to pittsburgh and playing that game against the team that had a full week of full a full week with practice schedules so it wasn't just covid reasons that they chose to cancel the game and move it they kind of they kind of more focused on the competitive balance nature yeah
0: and i get that but the other side of that is is that um they were looking for letting the guys do it uh as a just not have the guys that tested positive go which to me that seems even crazier because you know they're traveling in a bus, they're traveling in a plane, they're mm-hmm. doing all of that stuff together you're going to get guys exposed it's not uh, but whatever yeah um all right so So let's
1: move on let's give the folks our picks uh we've kind of been doing these picks more toward the end of the show so it's gonna be nice to maybe talk about talk a little bit more about why we chose the chose the teams that we chose this week yeah um so mike you got your lock of the week so i will give you first pick which matchup do you like the most as a lock
0: you know i have not been uh I've been intentionally not trying to pick on the bottom rungs of the league mm-hmm. this okay. week or this year. And I think that's going to change. All right. Who do you I like? I am going to pick. Actually, no, I'm changing it because of the breaking news. I'm changing my pick. Lock of the week is Kansas City over New England. Without Cam Newton, they're not going to be able to do anything. Let's put that in the book. Lock it in. It's there. It is there it is locked in as your lock of the
1: week. Uh, there are a couple of matchups that that I'm kind of looking at. I, I like the Green Bay Atlanta matchup as Atlanta just seems to be finding ways to lose games right
0: now. you know that and, one that one I'm toying with as a potential uh upset and here's why Atlanta is Atlanta's fed up. They've been the joke of the of the uh, league the last three weeks. They're done with it. They're going to come out swinging. Watch that game to be a lot closer than anybody thinks, and uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, but I'm not going to go there. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle over Miami. I think Miami I think that game's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. But they're letting Russ they're letting Russ cook, so he's yeah. getting to throw the ball and get a lot of touchdowns. I was and that was my that so was my, what I'm going to go
0: with that was my original game that I was going to go with so uh, thanks for taking it Uh, I agree that should be a lock pretty easy lock and this week uh, most of the games look like locks uh, this week uh, according to how we determine it we determine locks and upsets by the percentage uh, of pick distribution for Mm -hmm. the Yahoo fantasy sports um, yes, we do. So that's how we do it uh, to determine that. And most of them are in the high 90s. or the Yeah, most games are in the 90s. Uh, there are a few games in the 70 percentage, uh, and there is only one game below 70% for the favored team. Okay. So, Mike, who do you like on
1: the upset side of the dial, Mike? Well... There uh, isn't too many good choices here, so you could be going out on a limb or hoping there, that there aren't. That, but that I think there's it. a couple.
0: Um, I will tease a few, and I, you might be taking one of them. But I'm not. I'm not trying to to uh, hurt you on any of this. Um, no, th- that's fine. I think uh, Jacksonville over Cincinnati is is actually a decent uh, upset potential. hmm Um, that is one. Uh, Minnesota over Houston could happen. Again, Minnesota has had some bad luck the last few weeks. And, and so, so have the Texans. And so have the Texans. But, you know, either way, I think that game could be a lot closer and a lot better. Uh, it depends on, um, yes, the the Vikings got a little bit less of, a, of practice because of uh, the COVID stuff and all that. So that's another one. Um, and then finally, and where I'm going to go with this. Um we already teased the Green Bay-Atlanta one. That's not where I'm going. Um, okay. The one that I'm looking at... Uh, Cleveland over Dallas. All right. The Brownies over the Cowboys. Yeah. The, the Cowboys don't look like they have it all together. Um they're still it doesn't look like they're firing on all cylinders. If they show up this week and fire on all cylinders, they mm-hmm. could, they definitely could like honestly, I think they they have potential to be a great team. Um they have the talent, they have the skills. They just haven't put it all together. They haven't they haven't fired on all cylinders in any of the games this year. Uh and that comes from head coaching all the way down. Uh play calling, all of that stuff uh, has been a little lackluster. Uh so I that's where I would say um I'm going why I'm going that way. Um Cleveland looks like they're trying. They at least look like they are genuinely trying and uh they have some skills and some great stuff going on there. So look for Cleveland to upset Dallas. Uh but again, I also don't I've only gotten one of my have I gotten any of my locks or my upsets this year? Um upsets no. You know okay. for three. So, you know, take take what you will with what I say, but uh Okay. What are you thinking? What are your Hey, th- Let's first hear what your thoughts on the the upsets that I had uh, pointed out, and then b so, Let's hear your so upset. one of those
1: upsets was was one of the, was one of the ones that I had a matchup on. I think Dallas has too much going on the offensive side. Where if that turns into a shootout, I don't know if the if the Browns' offense can keep up. However, if they can keep it close to where Cleveland can stay within their game plan of handing the ball off to Chubb and Hunt and keep the game close and kind of make it a possession game, that the Browns have a chance. Yeah. So I would not have picked that as an upset. That was not the one on my radar. Um, The ones that I was looking at were the Vikings, Texans, Jags, Bengals, and... Maybe Eagles over the 49ers Ooh, the 49ers are dealing with a lot of injuries yeah. right now, but they are start. They are getting George Kittle back. Yep. Um, and who knows? The Falcons could finally t- find a way to to win. But with the game being in Green Bay, um, they are kind of winning. They almost have to win to it's, keep their coach. It's in San Francisco. Employed. You're yeah, talking? the yeah the Eagles Niners game is in San Francisco, but the Falcons Packers oh. game oh, okay. yeah, is in yeah, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But I'm going to go with a safer pick, and I'm going to go Jaguars over the Bengals. Yep. the The Jaguars like to run the ball. Their young undrafted running back Joe Robinson is played playing really well, and that Bengals run defense is kind of like a turnstile. So, if yeah. Robinson has a good game. And I think the Jaguars have their top wideout and DJ Chirk back. I think that offense is going to look a lot better than what they did against Miami. So I'm going to go Jacksonville over
0: Cincy. Okay. Um, real quick, as we're looking at this, how do you feel about the bears being favored at home against Indianapolis? Well,
1: that was the other upset that I, that I, I, I'm picking the Colts in that game because I, I, I like the Colts defense. A little bit more, and I'm I'm still not I'm still not sold on the offense as a whole. They had a great comeback against Lanto once they put Foles into the game, and I honestly could see that game going either way.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, we know that Nick Foles is coming out. It, okay, we didn't actually talk about that. We were supposed to talk about that yeah. with with uh, Week Three stuff. How do you feel about that game in general, and then the the decision to move uh, Nick Foles out instead of? Uh, Mitch Traber, ter- terrible.
1: Trubisky, Trubisky,
0: Tr- terrible. Um,
1: Trubisky, it, it needed to be done. Yeah, you, you needed. Obviously, it wasn't getting done, and it, it kind of plays into my thoughts that Matt Nagy's probably going to go with the hot hand over the entire year. Yep. So it wouldn't surprise him one bit that if the offense starts to struggle with fulls in his quarterback, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he tells Trubisky to go out there and see if that provides a spark. And the offense performs better. And then Trubisky is starting for a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hope. I mean, Mitch did not get the development time that he should have. He was not NFL ready when he was drafted. Uh, he needed at least two to three years worth of development. Um, I thought, um, and I, I, I'm i pretty sure if you go back and listen to our older shows, I will have said that multiple times, Mm -hmm. Um, and then they bring him out, and again he performs in the way that we expect, like that I expected him to. Um, Yes, he has flashes of greatness, but he still needs to work on reading the defense better. Uh, He needs to work on um, getting used to the NFL pace, and he needs to work on uh, just in general. Um. What the the season holds? I mean, what what it means to be an actual NFL caliber quarterback. Hopefully, being pulled back, he can take some time to uh to kind of figure out what he what he needs in life, what whether or not or figure out how to be that NFL quarterback, um, and and see where that takes him. Um, I think that that could be a good thing for him. But I also know that Nick Foles has the ability and has, in the past, taken a team on and kind of run it and just take it over and bend the guy. And so Nick Foles could bring us to the Super Bowl. Like, he he has the potential to be a quarter, uh, 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 championship team uh, quarterback. So, I don't know. It's it's a little weird, but uh, that's those are my two cents on it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm still I'm I'm still in wait and see mode with the with the Bears. I'm surprised that they're that they're what three and and0 Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that they're three and So I'm I'm happy for them, and um, I'm just sort of, but I'm still in wait and see mode with that team. I don't know, but I'm glad that they are at least are in a position to where they could fight for a division title this year yeah i'm not ready to say that full Fole with four as the quarterback he can lead them to the super bowl I'm, I'm, for I, me that's a, I'm, that's a that's a that's like a could in like bold print and like three times bigger than the than the regular text of your sentence right could. okay you're
0: right Could. you're, you're <laughs> right the could is the he has the potential i'm not saying he's going to honestly i really don't think he's going to but he has the skill and the potential to. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so Mike,
1: talking about C.B. of the Bears, we get you finally get a good Thursday night football matchup. I don't. And is it that good? Is it really that good? The team wise, it's good. I mean, the we... result at the, end, the 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 end result could be that it's a blowout. Oh yeah. But at least it's at least it's by two teams that. Or that you want to watch.
0: Yes. It is two teams that are nationally followed. Or de- at least this year. Tampa Bay That's is nationally right. followed because of Tampa Bay and all of that going on. So, yes. Okay.
1: So, your Thursday night matchup this week is Tampa Bay going into Soldier Field. Yep. And right now, the percentage points are 76% for the Bucks, 23% for the Bears you yep. like Thursday night football.
0: I'm kind of still in a spot where I'm trying I'm trying to figure out where I'm actually going to go with this. Um I think it's it's a better fit for um I I think Chicago has a really good chance. Uh it it really depends on how they do this week. Like let's be honest with ourselves. If they if they can pull it off this week and do what they what they are good at. Um, They're gonna they could win next week All right, uh,
1: so i'll give you a little bit more time to think on this one mike But i'm yep. gonna go with the easy answer and i'm gonna take the bucks Yeah, when I when I filled out this pick because um, I I at the very before week one I went through every single week And picked the winners the bucks were were the team that I picked to win this matchup all the way back in week one And I I just don't see a reason why to change that pick over to the bears
0: Yeah, um in all honesty, I gotta, I gotta say, if I'm, if I'm, if I put on my, uh, if I put on my, my analyst hat, I'm gonna say Tampa Bay is gonna win. Uh uh-huh. But I'm gonna say, I will say, Tampa Bay wins. Yes, that's, that's what I'm officially gonna say. I'm picking Tom Brady and and the Bucks because they are that good. Um, but do not be surprised. Do not sleep on the bears in this game. Okay.
1: So your, your official pick is the bucks, but you're not going to be surprised if the bears pull an upset or at least make it a close game. My
0: official pick today, my official pick today is the bucks. Here's why I say Uh, that because I still don't know what a full game of, uh, of Nick Foles looks like. And that could change how I feel about the Bears coming next week. But okay, so in the book, Buc- you are putting down Tampa Bay.
1: Okay, and that is your official pick. That's my official you, pick. You always reserve the right to change your pick on the pick yes. on the night of the game. Yes. But officially, for our standings purposes for the show, the Bucks are the pick, and you are locked in. I,
0: okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, okay. So David Hovinga, uh, huh? The guy he was supposed to be here. He asked if we talked about crowd noise. Yes, we have, Pastor David. Um, no, Tom Brady is not the goat. We know this to be <laughs> non-factual. This is an 100% obi- opinion-based. And if we go factually, um, the the goat is uh, is Joe Montana. You don't have a microphone in front of you. You couldn't make it today, so you don't get the uh, you don't get to re- to to have a rebuttal to that. Rich, if you choose to re- to make a rebuttal against uh, Joe Montana, you can be wrong too.
1: No, I, I, I'm curious to know: is by Tom Brady's the goat? Is it the goat across all sports, or just the goat in football?
0: Uh, I think he thinks uh, it's football, but uh, okay. I, no, he is not the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, that distinction, far and away, falls under the uh, the great uh, Joe Montana.
1: Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'd agree with that one. So, I Mike, mean, are you ready it, to
0: make some left turns? I, I, I'm actually going to make this. We're going to make this argument real quick. Uh, all right. Go ahead. The, so, because um, I asked him, who's the greatest in basketball of all time? And what do you think he said?
1: I got a feeling because you want to bring this out that it wasn't Michael Jordan.
0: No, he said it was Michael Jordan. Ah, okay. look. See, David Hovinga, uh, he said football only. And then when I bring this up. Uh, basketball, MJ. Okay, why is MJ the greatest? He changed the game. Well, didn't Joe Montana do that? Wait, and then on top of it, Michael, one of the biggest reasons why we say Michael is because he never lost in the finals. You know who else never lost in the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, that's Joe Montana. Who, did, who has lost in the Super Bowl? Tom Brady. So, if you're saying that LeBron can't be the greatest because LeBron has lost in the finals, or you're saying that LeBron can't be the greatest because it's taken him longer, then the same arguments can be made for Joe Montana and and the quarterback position for Joe Montana and Tom Brady. It's taken Tom longer to get his many rings. It's taken Tom longer to uh, to to make the records that that Joe Montana had that is why joe montana is and will always be the goat thank you have a nice day let's go to the nascar corner
1: okay as long as we have david havinga on the uh, watching on the live feed update your fantasy lineup update that fantasy
0: lineup dude <laughs> so and he th- he says i'm losing cred fast ha 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 well <laughs> honestly all right i think i've made a good point so you there did you go. it's all right so mike let's take those left turns mike okay taking the left turns we're going into the nascar corner um last week we were at the south point casino 400 rich how'd we do well, Mike,
1: you got on the board, and you got on the board in a big way. As due to a late caution under with green flag pit stops happening, Kurt Busch was your was able to hang on for the race lead as he was able, and Matt DiBenedetto, your pick as a non-playoff driver, took second. Both benefited from the late from the late caution that came out while drivers were making those green stop green green flag pit stops as Bush was just about to pull into the pits. Then the caution came out, so he audibled and stayed on the racetrack. Dave Bendetto was just pulling out of the pits at that point, and NASCAR gave him the free pass, keeping him in the number two position. So, and they both held on to their leads. My picks didn't do too bad either as Martin Truex came in fourth and my non-playoff driver pick of Ryan Blaney came in seventh.
0: Good job. I mean, that so we've really, honestly, this year we've done really well. Most of like, yes, you have done a great job. You have picked more winners this year than we have in the in the last two years combined, I think. Um, I don't know about winners, but at
1: least my drivers are doing better than yours this year.
0: I think we, I think overall this year we have picked more winners. Uh, combined, we've p- p- picked more winners in this one year than we have in any of the years previously. Um and then on top of it, uh, the the way that uh, the game is um, – we have our top tens. Um, most weeks, both of our drivers have been in the top ten. There have been a few times, but it's been very few that our drivers have not been in at least the top ten. And that's for both of our drivers, which, again, you have brought that back uh, with this week where your, where your two drivers were also in the top ten, right? Yep. And my 10, yep. and mine took first and second. So um All y- right. Yeah, so we've been doing really well. Uh we're actually understanding the game the race or the, the races and the sport in general, and we are able to make uh predictions in a in a more accurate way. Um so this week uh we're heading to the fastest track on earth. Mm-hmm. Talladega Motor Speedway.
1: That's right. That'll be the Yellowwood Five Hundred. That race is going to be Sunday afternoon, going up against the NFL games. Yep. And it's going to be on NBC, as uh, they've chosen to air it on the main network instead of tossing it over on their cable channel. So Mike. So it must be guys, an early.
0: It must be an early race.
1: Uh, I think it's a two o'clock. Yeah, race. it's
0: a two o'clock race because they got to be done by the time they get to into their. Uh, the Sunday night. Their football, Sunday yeah. night race. So, yeah, that's going to be, um, man. I wonder. I really want to know what the ratings on NASCAR races versus uh, when they go against NFL races or NFL games is. I'm gotta. I gotta imagine it's gonna be low. But either way, um, I won both, so I get both picks, or I get to pick first. Um, yeah, I, I've been. I was gonna give you first pick
1: anyway because you are still trailing in the playoff standing seven to three, and in the overall season series twenty eight to fourteen. Yep. So, Mike, give me a playoff driver and a non playoff driver
0: playoff driver is going to be um, the track non-playoff driver is going to be the track. No, you got to oh, give me a driver. Okay. Uh, Denny Hamlin and Jimmy Johnson.
1: Okay. Danny Hamlin. Oh, you can't just say Jimmy Johnson. Give it some expression. You love the Jimmy, Johnson!
0: Jimmy Johnson. There no, you go. The, I mean, you want to talk about a goat. How about that's the goat right there. Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Could very easily, uh, seven-time champion. Um, Man, he he is very easily up there with the greatest of all time. Yes, I understand Dale Earnhardt and the King have won more races. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's fine. Put it together to win championships. Jimmy Johnson has seven. Seven. Okay. Seven.
1: Okay, so for my picks, I'm going to go with uh, Alex Bowman from Hendrick Motorsports and the Chevy. Good pick and i'm going to go chris busher chris busher as my non playoff driver
0: okay now folks if you are participating in our our uh our uh fantasy nascar and next year hopefully more of you do um i recommend pick drivers that you don't normally pick to start your your starters and your garage spot can be somebody that you if you switch in you're okay with not with them Not being around for the rest of the season, because honestly, uh, this race is going to be so crazy. You don't know what's going to happen. It's it's a crapshoot on whether or not your guy is even just going to make it out alive. Not alive. Sorry, that's that was terrible. Especially at the way we started this year. The car,
1: the car making it out. The car making it out alive, unscratched.
0: Yeah, Um, the big one happens. It's going to happen. It sucks. That's what we got to deal with. So, folks, look out for that. Um, okay. And with that said, I think oh, we do have uh, a little bit more to talk about with that. uh Do you want to do you that, know, Mike? Um, this week, or look, do you want to let's move go
1: on? ahead and push that the next week? Okay. We, we spent a lot of a little bit. Uh, we we went off top, went off the outline a little bit. Yep. Um, so let's save kind of new tracks or configurations for some tracks for the twenty twenty one season for next week. Yep. Or maybe even pushing out a little bit further um, as time allows. So uh, we'll do a quick bubble update before getting into the MLB playoffs. Yep, uh, Mike, I owe you lunch because yes. the Lightning beat the Dallas Stars four to two to take home Lord Stanley's Cup. Yep, and um, they did. They had a kind of like a non-traditional like playoff parade in yep. Tampa as they had a boat parade yep. out on out on out in the Tampa St. Pete area.
0: So the next question is, do the Rays? Which honestly, I really do think the Rays are going to win. I know that I picked uh cleveland and they're already out to win the world series Mm -hmm. um that was just me being having fun and making random crazy predictions but you know when the rays actually win the world series um are they gonna have another boat parade i love that idea yeah
1: so we'll see and uh the miami heat are uh, uh are losing two games to zero against the lakers as the Lakers Man. won Game One, one sixteen to ninety eight, and Game Two, one twenty four to one fourteen.
0: You're gonna owe me it two really, lunches here soon.
1: I might, or, or it could be I'm buying lunch for both you and Danielle when you come in the town.
0: Yeah, that might happen.
1: Um, so LeBron seems to be playing with with the attitude of, all right, it's time to get out of town. I want, I want this series over, and it's time to get out of town and go yep. home. So we'll see. We're so if this if the uh series goes as it is now it looks like we could be talking which team won the nba finals and is it a little is it a legitimate title for lebron to kind of put put another tick in the tick in the folder of being the greatest of all time yeah because of how well his team performed given the situation yep but more on that next week so MLB playoffs. So yep. let's give you the results of what happened before we go and talk about the Chicago Cubs and probably our predictions for the division series. So the Rays, the Rays beat the Toronto Buffalo Blue Jays 2-0. The Yankees swept the Indians uh 2-0, extending their playoff um, playoff misery to continue not having won a World Series since 1941. Houston, the Cheaters, came out and beat the Minnesota Twins, extending their playoff losing streak to 18 games. And the A's beat the White Sox
0: 2-1 to to move so, on to their game. Just a quick sidebar. Okay. Real quick. We'll make it real quick because we only have about 10 minutes left of the show anyway. Um, if you're a Twins fan, how do you feel about the fact that your team has lost? Has It's not just series. You have not won a playoff game. In 19 games. Yeah.
1: That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Because before it was all right. it was just the Yankees had their number. Yeah. They didn't have to face the Yankees this year. Yeah. And they still couldn't pull it off. And it wasn't a one-and-done playoff series either. This one, They had three games. They just had to win two. And they couldn't get it done. Over on the National <laughs> League, side of the bracket. bracket uh, the Dodgers swept the Brewers as expected. And uh, the Padres... Um, came from behind i think in both of their wins to beat the st louis cardinals uh two to one uh the braves swept the uh reds the reds had good pitching which i thought would get them the victories but the bats didn't show up and and once they got into the bullpen that's where the braves prevailed so you were right in that one mike i'll give you your due and the cubs lost to Miami we kind of hinted at it that Miami was um, maybe a team we wouldn't want to face and we were right the young pitchers showed up and not being much game tape on them they 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 and the Cubs bat they kept the Cubs offense in check and came up with timely hitting once the since David Ross left his starters in the game to start the seventh inning third time through the order yep so Mike, before we talk about the Chicago Cubs, let's uh let's give some uh let's give some predictions for the second round of the playoffs. Who do you like, Rays Yankees, Rays? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that t- that series the Rays were my pick to win the World Series, so I'm not going to have them lose to the Yankees.
0: I mean, they were I, my hey, they were my preseason pick to win the World Series. No, you had them you had the Dodgers were
1: the Oh, that's the Dodgers right. were actually both of our preseason predictions. Yeah, that's right. right. But we kind of changed. Well, yep. yeah, I this is I think going to be the the, the the better matchup as uh but who do you like houston and oakland down um, in the series in san diego i think it is san diego san diego or los angeles i don't yeah, remember I don't which, remember which one which one they get
0: um man honestly i don't that's a really tough matchup uh i'm gonna just because i can't i can't pick houston i just can't do it so i gotta pick uh oakland
1: um, I like Oakland too. I think they got a better pitching staff and they've got a little bit more experience on that side as well. Uh, Dodgers, Padres, Mike. Uh, Dodgers. Um, I agree. I, I, I'd like, I maybe pick the Padres a little bit more to take that series of full five games. If they had Clevenger, Clevenger playing in this round, but he's still kind of there health wise. So yep. I like the Dodgers too. And finally, Miami, Atlanta, Atlanta, you know what? At this point, I'm just rooting for chaos. Yeah. And you know what? Let's go. Let's keep the fish's wild journey going. And yeah. I'm going to go with the fish.
0: Oh man, man, how would it how, would it? how would it be? Hasn't
1: lost a playoff series in their franchise history. How crazy? Let's keep the winning streak alive.
0: How crazy would it be if it was Miami and Houston playing in the uh, in the World Series?
1: Well, what if you had the A's?
0: The A's and the Marlins, or the Rays and the Marlins. I think the Rays, the Rays, the Rays one's not as crazy. The Rays. The Rays. The Rays look okay. have looked like a team. But to have, A, a team that everybody thought was, you know, the worst team in baseball going into the season, and the team that everybody hated in baseball going into the season because of cheating, end up being your World Series matchup? You want chaos. There's your chaos. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'll give you that. All right, so, Mike, we'll end the show with the Chicago Cubs.
0: Yeah, so, um, man.
1: So, so what, what
0: are your thoughts? I, I thought Okay. my
1: initial reactions on it was let's that.
0: Give, I'm going to give you, I'm giving you center point. I'm actually taking myself off the screen. Okay. You are. I don't know if you need to deal with that part, but okay. You have the time. I yield, I yield you, let's say, a couple of minutes at least to give us your overall opinion of the season. You know, that the
1: team I think did a little bit better than I thought they would. It was, um, but going into this playoff series, they had everything lined up correctly. You had Dar, you had Hendricks and Darvish lined up the goal game was one and two in those games. They still pitched great games up until the seventh inning. So I'm not sure, but overall the hitters did not show up and they did not come through with runs as the cubs scored one run this entire series i would never have thought that that was going to be how the season was going to end but the Mar- you got to give the marlins credit as well as they came through with the timely hits the cubs did not so it is what it is the season's over i don't i'm just struggling with where to who default for this one is it the is it on ross who depending on his starting pitchers too much to maybe go a complete game or at least go through the seventh inning before going to his bullpen is it the management who didn't really put together a good bullpen that their manager could trust going to when they're when the obvious when the starting pitcher was starting to lose lose control or run out of gas or is it the offense for not coming through in the clutch and not put runs on the board combination of all the three I think but overall this is the offseason that where I think the front office is going to have to make some tough decisions which guys do you extend Chris Bryant Anthony Rizzo Javi Baez Wilson Contreras do you give up on do you give up on Kyle Schwarber being an everyday left fielder and maybe trade him to a team where he can be a full-time DH if that is not fully implemented in the National League yeah um And then do you bring back, you're going to have some holes to fill in the starting rotation as Lester and Cantana are free agents. Would you try and bring them back on a pay cut? And if you bring back John Lester, are you paying for future John Lester, who his career has declined with age, as we've seen over the past two years? Are you paying for past John Lester? Because you have that connection with him from uh, taking him, from bringing him up as a prospect, as a young kid in Boston, and then re-signing him and then bringing him into Chicago to anchor your rotation for three years when they went to the ch- back-to-back national league championship series and winning a world series in 16, that's going to be the thing. Do they over, if they bring back John Lester, are they going to overpay for him or are they going to work out a, a contract that's going to work out for both the team and them? Um, Cause you know, they're going to be stuck with Jason Hayward next year. He's not going to opt out in the current economic climate and that cred criminal contract. Isn't going to go away either.
0: Yeah. So it's so... going to be a
1: tough, it, it, it's going to be a tough off season. I think you are going to see changes at this point. You just got to hope that the front office makes the right decisions on which guys they're going to keep and build around for the future and which guys they're going to shop and try and get a good return that can help the club both now and going forward in future seasons.
0: Okay, you took about five minutes there. Um, Sorry, no, no big deal. You got a lot of great points out there. Um, Here's what I'm gonna say. Um, The season, we came in expecting to struggle to even make the playoffs on the regular. If we were having a regular uh, season, coming into the 2020 season, we when we changed everything and figured out that we were changing how baseball looked we realize they're probably going to make it in because they have a better shot. They surprised the hey howdy hey out of us when they chose to play enough to make it into or to win the division. These are things that we did not expect. We have to appreciate that. If you're a Cubs fan and you don't understand and you don't appreciate how much they were able to Overcome expectations this year You need to look at What the preseason and I'm talking Way back way back before The the COVID break Happened look at the initial uh, Reactions and what people Were saying about the team We had a brand new manager who Honestly does not Have the uh, experience To To really I mean he has the experience In baseball to lead a team But he does not have the experience uh, managing an actual team and and doing it with guys that were his um contemporaries guys that he played with just a few years ago which changes how you look at the world all of that wrapped up into what they did i am shockingly surprised as at, at how well they did their playoffs they they didn't show up The last week and a half Two weeks They didn't show up Overall They did much better Than I thought They were going to do Now We're looking To the off season What in the off season Do we expect Well Somebody grab a grenade And blow this thing up Will we see Chris Bryant back No I do not expect Chris Bryant to be back For the season Next year one Two John Lester I expect him To retire Um, He He is at the point Where it's time that he, If him retiring Would not be a surprise Him retiring would not be Anything out of the ordinary And it would be something That if he did um, It would actually Honestly be a good time For him to do it Quintana Think it's time that he ends up going somewhere else We are not going to see him coming Back uh, next season either uh, That free agency is is Too far gone and we're not going to get him back So now We have some holes in Starting pitching um, Can we assume that You Darvish, you Darvish And cousin Kyle are going to show up Next year like they have the last two years Cousin Kyle I, I have Trust in because he has consistently been in the top honestly and and people are going to make you're going to you might shake your head at this but since 2016 he has been at least number one or two for most of the year he has consistently been a good starting pitcher since the beginning we cannot we cannot take that away from him that is why he is going to continue to um, To show up and and he's going to be someone we can trust. You Darvish, he has some history of being great, and then he has history like he did mid season and early season last year, where you kind of wish you had somebody else out there. So now we so now we're saying we have to do that. We also have a bunch of guys that. Uh, contracts have one or maybe uh, contracts have one seat, one year you left and or their contracts are already up. What are we going to do there? I think you got to keep Javi Baez and I think you got to try to keep Wilson Contreras. And that with the with the core that we have left, I do not see Chris Bryant having a spot. Now we look at Kyle Schwarber. Now this is the big one folks This is the one that, that kind of hurts as a Cubs fan We saw him come in a, as a rookie We saw how great he could be We saw what he did When he came in in the World Series And saved our asses Pardon my language But he did And we know that he's great But He's getting a little slower He's not In the outfield He's not He's not That abuse that his body is taking out and left Is actually causing problems I think it's time to let him go Next year Should be And probably will be a rebuilding year The good We have plenty of prospects That can come up And start In the In the Bigs We have plenty of guys That are coming up. We have. uh, We have a a GM. That knows how to put a team together. And knows how to find bargains. And knows where to make the, the deals correctly. I still trust Theo. What does next year look like? I'm not sure. We'll talk about that in a few months. When we start doing our baseball previews. But right now. I want to thank the team for a great job they did. And I want to bring rich back in. Um, but we're going a little long today that we knew that was going to happen, especially when the Cubs lost last night. We, I think we both knew we were going to go long cause we were going to have to have this discussion. So rich, what do you think? Um, anything you want to curtail any rebuttals to what I said or any caveats that you want to add? And uh, then we'll finish out the show.
1: Yeah. I'd agree. I think that I think you gotta that Chris Bryant won't be back. And if he is back to start the season, I don't think he'll end the season in a Cubs uniform. Yeah. It's just gonna come down to if the team is the team gonna hold out for an offer that might not be there to where they're stuck trading him at the trade deadline for the best offer available, or do they get creative and maybe take a lesser package but at least getting something for him instead of nothing? Yep. Um, I, I know that it seems like you value Wilson Contreras more than I do, but I think out of those prayers, if you're going to look to trade a guy so you can get the most out of him, I think out of that group, Wilson Contreras has the more, has the best trade
0: value. Yes. I a hundred percent also
1: because he's one of the few catchers that's good with the bat and the glove. Yes. And you have an in-house replacement that can step in and either be a bridge or a long-term replacement in Miguel Maya being down in the minors and Victor Carantini, who was a part-time starter or kind of almost a full-time starter this year between getting the bats as a DH and catching
0: that a is a couple of times a week. I, mm, I still, are those
1: two It is if you put those two as a two headed monster to, to, uh, to get your, to get you through a full season as catcher, are they, are both of those two guys good as good as Wilson Contreras? No. But the return that you could get in return for Wilson Contreras could be worth going down that road.
0: It depends on what the offers that come in are.
1: Exactly, and yeah. that's you can say the same thing for Bryant. You could say the same thing for Schwarber.
0: Uh Brian, it I depends don't know from what
1: the offer. Uh,
0: Bryant, I think we either trade him or, or I he's yeah, I think we're going to see him traded. Yeah, Bryant. Yeah, it has it's enough. Just
1: f- whether it's going to be in season or or this off season, yeah. I think he he's not going to finish the year. You won't finish twenty twenty one in a Cubs uniform. Um pitching bias. staff like and,
0: and this is the cry yeah, the of pitching staff, yeah the cry the of Cubs staff. fans for a hundred and a hundred years was we just if the pitching we need the pitching staff. We need the pitching staff. We got a great pitching staff one year. We used it to get, get us through the World Series and win it. Now it's time to start looking for a new pitching staff again. And that's that's the I mean it's always the cry in baseball who do you have it and it's not normally about your one or two one and two guys it's normally about your your third your third guy or your fourth guy but this year mm-hmm. we're losing a number 2. Yeah,
1: yeah you are you're using John Lester who's a lot of times been viewed as an ace but over the past two years he's kind of more performed as a number 2 guy and yeah. this year kind of as a number 3 guy. Yeah. And if they re sign him, which I hope that they do, I hope they pay for future John Lester and not past John Lester. Yeah. Y- you can't reward a guy. You can't overpay a guy for past performance if you're not going to get that type of performance
0: in him going
1: forward in those later years.
0: Theo knows that, though. Theo's good. Yeah. That, one thing that I will say Theo knows when to pay a guy and when not to pay a guy for the most part. I think he screwed up on that uh, Jason Hayward deal. We'll leave that one alone.
1: Yeah. I agree with that one, but so I I could see Lester being back signing, maybe a one or two year deal as, you know what? I don't want to go out on a shortened season. I at least want to see this through pitch a full season and see what happens. Yep. So I I could see maybe a two year deal, maybe with an option for a third for Lester. Yep. Cantana. I could also see coming back on a one year deal because he kind of got a bad rep because he had kind of like a freak, a freak injury in the off season when he, when he uh, due to a self-inflicted wound in the kitchen when he cut his finger.
0: Yeah, and, and then
1: he, and he just and he didn't get a chance to really play this year, sir. So, so any team that's signing him, whether it's the Cubs or anybody else, it's probably going to be on a one-year prove-it deal. Yep. So, but as the starting rotation stands right now, you probably you only really have probably four pitchers in mind that could make up your rotation: Lester, Hendricks, uh, Hendricks, uh, Darvish. Alec Mills, Albert Al- Ouz- Alzali. So it, technically, you don't really have an in-house number five starter on your roster
0: yeah. right now. I mean, honestly, um, Chatwood maybe. Chatwood is a free agent. Oh, he he. This is okay. I didn't realize this was his contract Chatwood, year. Don't sign is a him. Free
1: agent. <laughs> Theo, Theo, look,
0: look me in. The, look right here. See these eyeballs? Do not sign Chatwood for another year. I don't care. Don't do it, please. I'm begging you. Okay, now I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um. Any final right. thoughts before we close out? Because it's we're going at about an hour and ten Ooh, minutes. I know. So any um, final thoughts before we end this? Um. Anything going on? Uh. Any fam- Any wishes that we need to make out there yet? I don't think I have. Um, oh, I this do. Week. I do. I have one. Um. She definitely won't be watching. But my sister-in-law, Jessica, uh, happy birthday. Uh, her birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday. We'll call you and wish you happy birthday then. Uh, but other than that, um, folks, thanks for joining us. God bless. Pastor David, thanks for joining in on the conversation. Rich, what do you got to say? And then we'll get out of here.
1: Thanks for joining us. Make sure to like, subscribe, and comment on this podcast. Share it with your friends. We'd love to get our new viewership up and our overall exposure out to a wider audience
0: yeah and that uh that should be i mean you can get us anywhere you've where you download podcasts um balls and sticks to podcast. you can listen to us uh or you can join us live every week on uh, saturdays most i, I think 90 times nine times out of 10 saturdays uh at ten thirty ish we try yeah. to go live uh today we were doing we had a few things that we were trying to figure out like I said, we went long anyway, um, and that's, again, because we had all that stuff to talk about this for this week. Um, so uh, let's roll that outro, and see you next week.